One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Today's episode is sponsored by my Lit Daily Online Yoga Classes. This is an exclusive pass into my personal practice and program that I created from experience as a physical therapist and 20 years developing my Lit Yoga methodology. There is a different class with me every day, including special monthly live streams, so you can feel your most lit up anytime and anywhere. Get a three-day free trial today by going to movementbylara.com and clicking daily classes. Let's get moving. Good movement and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a Movement by Laura podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through safer and smarter movement patterns so together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings. Today's class is called How to Build Shoulder Strength. Before I get into today's episode, I want to invite you to try my Lit Daily online yoga classes. You'll get a free trial if you sign up now, and I have a library of anatomy-based yoga classes, plus a different daily class with me every day. I also do specially monthly live streams, so check it out at movementbylara.com. So how to build shoulder strength. Shoulders are complex. Shoulders are not just the, the bone right where people point to the, the humeral head, but they the shoulder complex includes the clavicle, which is the collarbone, the glenohumeral joint, which is the long bone of the arm coming up to meet the glenoid um, cavity of the scapula, and then the scapula and back. So it forms almost this full girdle uh, that we that helps us move our upper extremities from a lever or, or a um, facet that connects us to the back body, to this spine, the axis, so that we we can move our upper um, limb, our our entire arm, but it's we're doing it from this place of stability where it's anchoring on the back body. So the shoulder is complex because we need both mobility, a lot of mobility. We can make a full circle with our arm, unlike our hip, and we need stability. It needs to be stable as we're moving. Otherwise, it would really feel like it's uh, not gonna, not that it's going to fall off, but if it, that, that we don't have ultimate um, 
connection and control of it. And so building shoulder strength to me is really about building a robustness to the shoulder, that it can be both adaptable in terms of mobility and stability. And one of the best ways to do this is to first get the shoulder moving fully. And anytime we talk about shoulder mobility, we have to first address the scapula and back. So focusing on how well are you moving your scapula? I've talked about this in other episodes as well. You need to start with a good resting um, position of the scapula on the back body. It's about an inch away from the spine in in its neutral resting position. And it's not elevated, meaning way up by your ears. And from that position, it does need to be able to upwardly rotate. What is required with upwardly rotating? It is when the arm is going, if you're reaching your arm forward, like you're reaching out for the wall in front of you, up until 90 degrees, there's a little scapula movement. And then beyond that, the scapula needs to be able to lift up toward your head, which is elevation, slide away from the spine, which is protraction, and also tip and be held onto the spine, which is a little downward rotation. And so all of that needs to happen to get the arm up in line with your ear. So once that is happening without any any impingement or any compression or just uh, a smoothness to it, you can work on the strength of it. So you need that full range to be able to work on the strength within the range. One of the best ways to acquire shoulder strength is through weight bearing, putting weight through your hands. So here's a simple, simple series to do. First of all, you would roll your shoulders one at a time. One at a time is important and go backwards because we spend so much time with our shoulders in front, you know, rounded over at a desk or to steer it, like if you're driving right now. So rolling one shoulder at a time and really feel the scapula move up toward the head and then in toward the spine and then down a little bit. Do that and get a lot of great uh, feeling of fluidity there. And you might feel or hear even some noise and we're noisy. That's just going to happen. As long as there's noise without any uh, pain or compression, you're fine. That could just be the fascia is getting hydrated and you're moving and the connective tissue is getting more fluid. Then you work on getting those arms lifting up. So you would reach the arms. You can do this at the same time or one at a time. Both arms go forward and then reach forward a little bit more, like you get to 90 degrees and then reach from the scapula, the arms forward more, and then lift them up so they're in line with your ear. And if you feel like you've got a pretty good range there, then do that a few more times. Come onto all fours and bring your shoulders right on top of your wrist and then get your neck in line so your neck isn't drooping. And then do a similar action here, but it'll be smaller because you've got the, you've got your hands now grounded. So you're not going to move as much, but try and move the scapula together a little bit and then t- apart from each other. So this is in the yoga world known as cat-cow, but you're doing it just in the scapula and the thoracic spine. So the elbows won't bend, your low back is not getting involved. You're just mobilizing the scapula on the back. Then try doing that, like do that for like a minute. And this might be really, really difficult. You might not have a lot of range of motion. You will get there, but you need to be consistent. You've got to get that mobility to get the robustness and the strength. Once you've done that for maybe a minute, 
draw the shoulder blades a little bit, the scapula, a little bit together in that form of retraction, and then hold the front ribs in, and then just feel like you're stapling the scapula on the back ribs, and then step one foot back at a time so you're in plank. So plank could be one of the best moves for your shoulder because it's putting you in a position where your shoulder is not, if you're doing it correctly, you're not putting compression on the shoulder. You're trying to find space there. The scapula is connected onto the back ribs. So I call it the foot. It's like the footing of your arm is on that scapula and hold that and continue holding that, feeling the shoulder get stronger and also using all the core muscles to help that. Then to add on to that, you can move in different ways in, in plank. So you could step one foot out at a time. So step your left foot out to the left and then the right foot out to the right and the left foot in and the right foot in. So you're adding some, it's called perturbation. So some movement patterns that are making your core and your shoulder and shoulders are part of the core light up. And if you find that your wrists are bothering you or something like that, you need to stretch out the wrist as well because the wrists are at 90 degrees now at least. And that um, is going to help your shoulders. But if your wrists are tight, you'll just feel it in your wrist. So stretch out your wrist as needed as well. So doing this is really great. Now doing like a reverse type table is also nice for the shoulders. So it, when you sit on your butt, bend your knees, hands are behind you and your fingers are facing the same, same um, direction as your toes. Lift your hips up, but don't throw your head back. So again, you're, you're in a sitting position on the floor and the feet are out on the floor in front of you with the knees bent. You'll push into the floor and lift your hips up. So you're using your glutes, but then feel the head of the arm bones stay centered. Don't let them drop forward and then really tighten the muscles around the, the head of the arm bone and around the scapula and hold there. Now you can always add some Challenge this by bending the elbows a little bit and straightening. So you're working on the triceps, which are really important for giving the shoulder stability. So that's another thing you can do in weight bearing. So one is from all fours and walking back into plank. And this is from sitting and lifting up into like a tabletop position, not letting your elbows jut forward. Your elbows will be straight. Don't worry about this like hyperextension. But the way to make sure that you're not just loading the joint is to tighten all the muscles around the shoulder and elbow to give it support. And then another way of strengthening the arms is to get onto your forearms, to strengthen the shoulders, to get on the forearms. So come onto all fours again with the knees down and then bring your forearms to the ground, interlace the, form, the fingers. The elbows are gonna be more narrow than you would think, a little bit more narrow, almost a little bit in between uh, I mean, not straight under the shoulders, but a little bit closer together. And then walk back so you're in a forearm plank. And then push into your forearms and broaden the back body, which is going to now have those shoulder blades sliding a, a little bit apart from each other. And hold that feeling. The, the, the butt is in line. You're not, you're not puffing up in your butt. <laughs> you're keeping your butt in line. So it's a true plank. But working on the serratus muscle, which is so important for shoulder strength. And hold that. And you can do the same thing you did in plank. Walk one foot out at a time. Left foot out, right foot out, left foot in, right foot in. Keep your head in line so you're not dropping your head down either. Now, you might not only be, you might be able to do that just for a few seconds. And that's okay. Do it 
and stay with it an extra two to five seconds. Like when you feel like you need to come down, stay a little bit longer and that's how you'll build some strength. So those are three super simple ways of developing shoulder strength. And you can do this um, while working on range of motion. So say you don't have all that range of motion, you can still work on these. But you need to continue to work that range of motion, that mobility of the scapula, so that you can ex- you can get strong and expansive and robust in the ranges of motion that are needed. And those are three great ways to start off. So I hope this felt good for you. There's so many other ways to develop shoulder strength. But if I were to um, just give you three, those are the three I'd give you right away. Uh, let me know how it feels for you. Pass this on to anybody who might need some shoulder strengthening. These these are um, ones that will be good for pretty much anyone, even if you've had some kind of tendonitis or some kind of injury or repetitive syndrome in your shoulders. This should These should feel pretty good. If the one tabletop does not feel good, you can always turn your hands out a little bit more and get some external rotation. So try these and let me know if you have any others that you'd love to share. Share this with friends. Know that I'm always pulling for you. Get those shoulders strong. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.